Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. To our Resurrection Sunday Easter morning drive-in church celebration. That's a long name, uh, but we love celebrating Jesus even amidst a global pandemic. Uh, and as a uh, couple of instructions, first and foremost, uh, everyone needs to definitely stay inside of their cars. Uh, the borough and the police force said, hey, this is a great thing to do as long as everyone stays in their cars. So please uh, stay within your vehicles. Um, also, some quick instructions, as Rob said, uh, as you are leaving, we are not asking anyone to donate anything to Crossroads or to the church, but... Um, we definitely want to be a blessing to the fire hall who has been a blessing to us. So as you're leaving, uh, there's a lane close to the building and there's a green garbage can. Uh, and if you want to leave an offering or a you know donation for the fire hall, uh, definitely feel free to do so. Uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to start. Actually, also, if you know of anyone who is expecting us to live stream this, Please text them and tell them we can't. There's not enough signal strength down here. We are recording it and we'll post it later. Uh, but I'm going to pray and then we're going to get started. God, we thank you so much that even amidst this global pandemic, that we could all come together and celebrate the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. And we are partially grateful that all of the trappings that usually interfere with Easter have been taken away. No one has to rush home to prepare food for a bunch of family that's coming over because we're all social distancing. Uh, we didn't have the opportunities that we normally have to do Easter egg hunts. So all we have this morning, not just here, but all over our nation and in many countries around the world are just people watching a preacher share about the resurrection of your son Jesus Christ and your unconditional love for us. And we pray that that is our focus this morning, that we put aside everything else that may be on our minds and just celebrate and rejoice in you and the salvation that you extend to all of humanity through the death, burial, and resurrection of your son Jesus Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 So before we continue with uh, our next song, uh, I just realized that you may not know who we are. Uh, so my name is Floyd Hughes. Uh, we're from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. Uh, over here to my left on the bass is Andrew. Andrew! On drums, and who just led our last song, is Ben. And then behind me is Brandon, who goes by the name B-Wag on guitar. And a man of many talents, uh, Chuck, who will forever from this point forward be just known as Chuck Nice. Yeah. 
And standing beside me is uh, some many of you know uh, Rob, who's also a leader of. Uh, I'm going to actually let him tell you a little bit about the ministry he leads, and then he's going to pray and lead us into our next song. First of all, my name is, hey guys, how you doing? My name is Robert, they call me Rev. I'm a chaplain and pastor for a motorcycle ministry here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Nails of I Am. Uh, we, uh, God laid this on my heart years ago, and I uh, never did nothing with it, other than stayed in the bars, and, and I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict, and this family, that family always welcomed me back, you know? You know, that's one thing that God is, is a forgiving God. He loves us. He wants us to humble ourselves. He wants us to come to him and bring it to him and then leave it in front of him. A lot of us pick that back up. And what do we do? We go back out. But you know what? He is still there for you. You have not done too many wrongs. Church, can I hear an amen? We have not done too many wrongs to come back to God. So again, my name is Robert. My name is Rev. I have a motorcycle ministry here. We get out there. We share the God's gift to the homeless. And I'm so thankful to have this Crossroads family here. And you guys here. He's risen. Yeah. Give God the glory. So let's uh, take a second. We're just going to bow our heads to heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to share and shout to the heavens that you are risen. You died on the cross for us. And you know what? We are so thankful. And you know what? There are times that we act not thankful, but you know what we are? We just have to know that you are with us. So we're going to keep rolling here, Lord. We are doing this for you. We're going to raise a joyful noise. We're going to miss notes. We know it. We don't care. Does anybody out there care? There we go. All right. So we're going to jump back in. God bless. Amen. amen. Don't forget that horn is your amen. If you like it, tell us. If you don't like it, please tell us. <laughs> All right. So let's rock, guys. Thank you. God, we're so grateful that we can gather here and lift up your name and worship you. And our prayer this morning is again that our hearts right now would be just tuned to whatever you would have to say to us as we celebrate and rejoice in the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, the freedom that he brings to us, the life that he gives to us, and the unity that he provides for every single one of us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I was thinking how just different this Easter is going to be from any Easter that any one of us has ever celebrated. Because not only is it a global pandemic, not only is it an economic crisis, but like we were praying earlier, this is a time where this Easter Sunday, all around the nation and all around the globe, all that people have is some preacher or pastor somewhere sharing about the resurrection and how it changes our life. And the fact that today is all about God taking away the judgment 
that humanity really deserves just to give us the grace and love and forgiveness that we couldn't achieve on our own. And even though there are, you know, a lot of us here and there are people online watching and listening to all these different messages from all these different pastors about the resurrection, all of us can probably say that we know someone who kind of doesn't believe in Christianity and doesn't believe that the resurrection is real and thinks that other than the Easter Bunny, that this Sunday is a waste of time. Now, uh, just do me a favor, flash your lights if you know of someone who's kind of like skeptical about Christianity and the resurrection as a whole. Just flash your lights. Okay, not too many of you, which is good. But I want to share something scripturally because this is what this Sunday morning is all about. Not just me sharing what we think, but God sharing his truth with all of humanity. And there's a passage in a book called 1 Corinthians. There's a man named Paul, and he wrote to a, a church in a city of Corinth that was kind of like our area of Jefferson Hills. They had people made up from lots of different financial statuses and backgrounds, people from lots of different uh, cultural backgrounds and people with differing religious beliefs. But they all centered around and would gather to celebrate and rejoice about what we're gathering and celebrating today, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he wrote to them and he said, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. And the reason he said that is because they were being persecuted for their belief that Jesus rose from the dead. And just like today, people were coming up to them and saying, Well, how could someone rise from the dead? That's impossible. That's not true. Why are you gathering every week with all these people? Same kind of questions that some of us or many of us may get. But he said, by this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. And that word saved, I know we make it a religious thing, but it literally, just the way this whole coronavirus has separated us now, to where we have to do a social distancing and everyone has to stay in their cars, so please stay in your cars. God has to be separated from humanity because of this thing called sin, which is a, a small word that just means we're not like God at all. We do bad things. We do wrong things where God is just the epitome of perfection. And he said, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, meaning it's foundational, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom were still living, though some have fallen asleep. And what, what he was doing was he was doing what mo most of us do today. When you tell someone something, especially online, everyone starts screaming, it's fake news. No one wants to believe it. So you have to go and verify it because you, you can never tell what's coming at you, what's real and what's not, especially in the kind of environment we're in right now. So what Paul was telling them was, hey, here's a list of people that you can go to and you can verify what I'm saying. 
Here's a list of people who the Jesus appeared to after he rose from the dead. And uh, here's 500 people all at one time who, who saw Jesus after he died. And then he says, then he appeared to James, who was the brother of Jesus, who was skeptical of Jesus, who even tried to have Jesus committed because he's like, you, you can't be serious. You're walking around claiming to be God. Surely you must be crazy. But then afterwards, when Jesus appeared to him, his heart and his life were changed to where he became what they call a pillar in the church. He was the, the leader of the church movement in Jerusalem. And then he writes, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one who was abnormally born. And what Paul was writing to them and what he's saying to us is this thing that we're celebrating, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was a public event, but it was also extremely personal. It was public because literally now I'm going to need you guys to help out a little bit. How many people know that when famous people die, uh, that tends to take up your Facebook and your Twitter and everything. Uh, so uh, do this. Um, how many people know of a guy named Tim Conway? Honk your horn if you ever heard of Tim Conway. <laughs> not a lot. Okay. Well, when Tim Conway passed, right, not a lot of people knew about it, right? How many people have heard of Luke Perry? Honk your horn if you heard of Luke Perry. Okay. Few more. Yeah. When, when Luke Perry passed, not a lot of people knew about it. How many people heard of uh, Carrie Fisher, also known as Princess Leia? Yeah. When she passed, everybody knew about it. And, and here's another one, Kobe Bryant, which... Here's the thing, when Kobe Bryant passed, people who didn't even know basketball existed were like, oh my gosh, Kobe Bryant died because he was so popular. And when Jesus was crucified and he died, uh, on the scale of Tim Conway to like a Princess Leia and a Kobe Bryant, he surpassed them all. And, and the, the rich people in the community, they knew about his death because, you know, when you're rich and you're wealthy and there's someone who is popular, you want to go check him out and hear about him. So rich people went to go hear from him. Uh, the religious people, even the ones who didn't like him, they knew about his death. Some of them are the ones who caused his death. Some of the other ones mourned his death. And then all the regular folks, all the people that Jesus spent time with that everyone else ignored, they knew about his death because Jesus loved them and they were feeling the loss. Because he was the only one who paid attention to some because unfortunately, just like in every culture, there are people that no one pays attention to. But Jesus did. And they felt his loss. And they were excited when they heard that he was still alive. But the resurrection was also personal because Paul, not to go into a long story about him, but he literally left his day job to go become a minister of the gospel so he could go and share the gospel with people. He left a, a, a recipe for us because he wrote a majority of the New Testament which can be summed up in love God and love your neighbor. That's the heart of it. I know people try to make it into a bunch of thou shalt, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou shalt not, but the heart of the gospel is love God and love others. 
And then he also left what many of us need today, encouragement and hope. Because right now we're living in a time where we can't look at somebody else and say, sorry that you're going through that because we're all going through the same thing. We're all dealing with you know, economic insecurity and loss. We're all dealing with a, a, a national pandemic. And unfortunately, some of us, I don't know about you, but I know I had, we're all dealing with someone who was taken from us, whose life was lost specifically because of the coronavirus. So no longer are we able to look at one another and say, sorry, you're going through that. But we have to look at every single person and say, we're all in this together. That's one of the things that the cross does, is it brings people together. And let me close with this, because I think, I know, and you've probably seen online all the memes of, and people saying, I can't wait till we get, you know, on the other side of this. I can't wait till we can do all these different things again. I personally miss the gym. I miss going to the gym. I miss going to restaurants. I miss seeing pictures of like restaurant quality food on my Facebook screen. But I really hope we don't go back to what we were before, to where when we saw people that were in need, we just walked by them, to where we looked at other people and said, yeah, it sucks to be you that you're going through that because I'm not. I hope that when we do get on the other side of this and we're able to shake hands again, that we let those handshakes linger because we're able to relationally connect with whoever we're shaking hands with. I pray that when, when we go to hug someone, that we let that embrace linger because now we realize that tomorrow isn't promised to us and any one of us could leave this earth. And we don't know if that embrace with that person is the last. But I also pray that we take this thing called the body of Christ seriously. That wherever your home church is, wherever your home congregation is, that you don't just go occasionally, but that you go and gather regularly. That we take serious the, the, the ability that we have to come together and to worship God, the creator of the universe. And I pray that we take seriously this command that Jesus left with his disciples. John chapter 13, he said, I'm giving you a new command that you keep on loving each other. In the same way that I have loved you, you are also to keep on loving each other. He says, everyone will know that you are my disciples by the way that you do that. And I've been sharing with, with our church folks and when we do our live stream that we have a unique opportunity now, one that hasn't been available in our lifetimes. Because every time there's been, you know, like World War I, World War II, or something that impacts, impacts the entire globe, we really haven't had, as a church, a way to suddenly reach out and connect with people. But now we have the internet, we have texting, we have, you know, FaceTiming with people, house party, and all the other apps, and Twitter. 
that we can share the gospel with people instantly. And so while we're all going through this together, we also have the ability to reach out to others who may not know Christ and share and show the love of Christ to them. And they get to see not the church hating on people, not the church condemning people for not showing up on Sunday, not the church trying to get people into a building because no one's going into anyone's buildings these days. But hopefully the legacy that we're leaving is they get to see the church loving on one another like crazy and inviting them to be a recipient of Christ's love. That's the legacy that we get to leave behind. So I'm going to pray, uh, and then we're going to just do a few more worship songs, uh, and then we'll be done. So God, we pray that for every one of us here, that we're able to acknowledge in our own lives why the resurrection is personal. And if we haven't, maybe we're sitting here and we've never really considered the resurrection. We've never really considered that Jesus rose from the dead. We've never really thought about what happens to us when we die. I pray that right now you would speak to our hearts. And that those who would say, yeah, I, I, I want to know more about this God. I want to understand him better. That they would open their eyes and their ears and their hearts to hear from you. God, and we pray for those of us who you have been with us. You've seen us through good times, through bad times, through hard times, through medical crisis, financial crisis, job loss, family separation. We pray that we would share what you have done in our lives with those in our circle of influence. Share that there is a God who loves us. Share that there is a God who sent his son to die for us. And through whose Holy Spirit allowed him to rise from the dead to prove your unconditional love for us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. makes you a part of God's kingdom. It's just acknowledging in your heart that this resurrection that we've been talking about, you making it personal, acknowledging that yes, Jesus did that for you. And if you do that and you believe that, then God says that he will send his Holy Spirit to reside in you, the very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, so that you might be a part of his family. You might be a recipient of his amazing love and a recipient of his amazing grace. So God, we pray if there's anyone here, again, it's not about getting people into a church building or counting numbers. It's about allowing people to experience your unprecedented, unconditional love that you have for humanity. We pray that if anyone is here and they just want to commit their lives to you 
and have you become a part of their life, that they would do so now. Not by saying a special prayer, not by raising a hand, not by moving forward or coming to an altar, but just taking this resurrection and making it personal and acknowledging that you did it for them. Amen. We know y'all know this song. Make sure you're singing it in the car. We're going to do one more thing. And it might be a little bit weird to some of you. But at this point, you're sitting in a parking lot, locked in your car, listening to us share the gospel. So nothing should be weird. I want to go by and just kind of pray for each and every car. I'm going to ask you to stay in your car for your safety and for mine. And then uh, we'll do a final prayer and we'll be done. So just stay in your car. Keep singing. God, we thank you so much that we can gather this morning. We all pray that this whole epidemic ends soon. But if it doesn't, we also pray that your church would rise up and be the church. That we would share and show the love of Christ to people in our circle of influence. That we would tell people about your amazing love and goodness and grace. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed the message. If you did, please leave a comment on our webpage crossroadsofjeffersonhills.com or our Facebook page. You can also join our Sunday celebration every Sunday at 1037 a.m. We look forward to hearing from you online or in person. Thank you and God bless.